notice something different about Christmas this year. In many ways, last year should have been harder. And in a sense, it was. It was harder because we were in full lockdown. It was harder because the restrictions were more severe. It was harder because of the isolation. But last year, people still spoke with a sense of hope. Rightly or wrongly, people hoped that the vaccines would bring the pandemic to an end. People hoped that the restrictions would be short-lived. People hoped that we were in the final stretch. But over the last six months, we've all had to learn the Greek alphabet. We learned that we'd only been experiencing the alpha variant. Then came the Delta. Now we have Omicron. And as we match, march toward Omega, many people are just losing hope. Unlike last year this time, I hear more people saying, I don't know if we'll ever go back to normal. There's more uncertainty, more fear, and more anxiousness. In the first century, many in the city of Rome were feeling much the same way. In AD 41, Emperor Claudius passed a decree that said Jews could continue their traditional way of life but they were forbidden from meeting together for worship. Then eight years later, Jews were expelled from the city altogether. It was a lockout, not just a lockdown. And it continued for five long years until Emperor Claudius died. He was replaced by another emperor named Nero. And while his reign started peacefully enough, after the great fire of Rome in AD 64, he famously burned Christians alive and fed others to the lions as sport. This letter and the words that we'll read tonight were written between that lockout and the, the great persecution that broke out as uh, Christians were burned alive and fed to the lions. What would you say to people who are facing something like that? You can't just say it's all going to be better. You can't just tell them to Hang on for a few months and it'll all be behind us. The Apostle Paul pointed them to the hope of Christmas in Romans 15. Verse 12 and 13 say this. And again, Isaiah says, The root of Jesse will come, even he who arises to rule the Gentiles. In him will the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Three times in two verses, Paul speaks of hope, and that hope comes through a root. The root of Jesse is a title for the Messiah that's only used once in the Old Testament and once in the New. But it's a great picture of the hope that Jesus provides for us. Jesse is the father of David, Israel's most famous king. From him came a long line of kings, and it was predicted that from his line would come a great savior, the promised hope. But here, Jesus isn't called a branch. He's the root. He's the source of all hope. He's the one from whom all of it springs. Now, with a tree, roots are everything. In some species, they can bore down 30 to 40 meters into the ground. Even when the roots are much more shallow, they can still be hundreds of kilometers long. Roots can split bedrock and filter sea from, salt from seawater. A mature oak tree can take in more than 500 liters of water a day. It rivals the efficiency of any pump that we could ever make. 
You can rip off a plant's leaves, tear off its branches, but as long as the root is still intact, chances are it'll grow back just as strong. Have you ever considered that Jesus does with hope what roots do with water? He's the one who brings a supply of hope from deep below the circumstances of even the most difficult times. He's the anchor. He's a stabilizer. He supplies us with hope like a spring in the midst of drought and trial. But only if we're connected to him. To do that, you need to let him lead you. After describing the Christmas child as the root of Jesse, verse 12 says, He who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will the Gentiles hope. Now, for a Jewish prophet to talk of the Gentiles was just a way of referring to the other nations. He's saying that the Savior, when he comes, isn't just going to be a ruler of Israel. He's going to rule all of the nations. If you're actually in one of those other nations, that wouldn't ordinarily feel very hopeful. You wouldn't ordinarily get excited about a Jewish king ruling over your country. Today, if you heard that Benjamin Netanyahu or Naftali Bennett was going to take control of Canada, that wouldn't necessarily be a cause for celebration. But with the root, with the source of all that was good about David, you have a ruler who can anchor you in hope. But you'll only feel that hope if you let him lead you. Right now, we're tempted to be ruled by our fears, to be ruled by our anger, to be ruled by our impatience, or to be ruled by our circumstances. And with all of the focus on the baby Jesus, we can forget that the baby was born as a ruler. We need to let Jesus lead us. Otherwise, we're just fighting with the root while wondering why he doesn't supply the hope that we desperately need. We also need to let him fill us. In verse 13, Paul says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. Remember again who is hearing this Christmas message. Paul is writing to people who have lived through a prolonged shut, shutdown of their worship, followed by a five-year lockout from their city, and who in just in a few years would face persecution of almost indescribable cruelty. His message to them it that there's, is that there's a root of hope that goes so deep that it can sustain them through it all. There's a God of hope that can fill them with all joy and peace. The joy isn't just the happiness we, when we feel when things go great. It's the wellness in our soul that comes when we let hope defy our circumstances. Similarly, the peace isn't just the feeling we get when we're resting in our hammock and marveling about how perfect everything is. It's the rest we feel in our soul when we trust in what God's doing and we believe in the goodness of his plan. That's why he says it comes in believing. We connect to the root through faith. We can forget that even when we're singing the Christmas carols. Christmas doesn't just move us because we decorate or play some familiar songs. God fills us with joy and hope as we trust in Jesus as the root, as we look to him as the source of all hope, as we rest in his plan and wait on his purposes. Now, something wants to inside us wants to object at this point and just say, I can't do that. 
I don't like to wait. And what, I've, what I'm going through doesn't feel good. And I imagine that people reading Paul's letter felt the same way. I picture them saying, I'm fed up with Rome and I don't want to be fed to a lion. And so the verse ends with an appeal to let him empower us. Hear the words of verse 13 again. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. When you connect yourself to the root through faith, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to hope in a way that we can't naturally do on our own. The word abound here means to have more than we know what to do with. We can have more hope than Jeff Bezos has stocks on Amazon. We can have more hope than Kim Kardashian has Instagram posts. But it doesn't come because we're naturally optimistic. We don't muster it up by trying to think more positively. There's a God who defines hope, the root who provides hope, the spirit who empowers hope. And it's through trusting in him that we can receive it. Every year, they say that Canadians spend over $4 billion on lottery tickets. Even though the odds say there's a greater chance of being attacked by a shark, dying in a lightning strike, or having a meteor crash into your house than there is of actually winning the grand prize. One person said, the lottery is a game where reason and logic are rendered obsolete and hope and dreams are on sale. People are so desperate that they'll try to buy hope with a lottery ticket. But the message of Christmas is that hope was born in a manger and he's a root of hope to all who trust in him. Believe that Jesus can be the root and the source of your hope. Let him lead you, let him fill you, let him empower you. Make him your hope and he'll sustain and anchor you through whatever 2022 brings. Let's look to him now in prayer. Heavenly Father, if we're honest, we too often looked for hope in our circumstances. We just look for things that feel hopeful. And too much of what we put our hope in isn't reliable and may never come true. And so by faith, we put we choose to put our faith and our hope in a different place. We put our hope in Jesus Christ. We trust in him as the root of all hope and the source of all that is good. Father, as we attach ourselves to that root by faith this Christmas, sustain us, even as it feels like leaves and maybe even branches are being torn from us. Anchor us and stabilize us. Feed us with the hope that we need to, to, to be sustained and to even thrive. And may we reflect that hope that is so needed by a world that hasn't heard it, hasn't turned to it, and thirsts in need of it. 
Do that work, Father, we ask. In Jesus' name, amen.